This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We have got the old fella flying off to Wellington with the rest of the IP team for Waikato and Bay of Plenty. But there has been some goss, and he's going to let you know all about it. We've lost one of our team members, Mariana. Oh, it's so sad. We haven't even left yet, so one of our team members is not able to play. So our shift mission, Karen Martelletti, has stepped up. She's going to fill in in the women's team. It does leave the Waikato base team a little bit vulnerable if anything happens to anybody else because we don't have anybody to fill in. Oh dear. One so of the benefits of having Karen Martelletti as the shift mission was she could play in the seniors, the women, or the open if required. They wouldn't let her play in the intermediate, of course. Oh, my goodness. So now she is playing, and that's all fine, but if something happens to anybody while we're down there, we might have to look for a sub, and we talked to Judge Julie about that later on the show. Wellington Region will have to step up. Yeah, well, it's happened before, apparently. I was talking to one of the CD players. He said that their player was not available or got sick or something, and one of the Otago players that was held at Dunedin this particular year stepped up and played. Okay. So wouldn't it be great to have your name on the Interprovincial Trophy? Playing for some other province he'd never lived in. <laughs> I'd be just happy that I was playing in the IPs. I didn't have to qualify or anything. I'd just step right up. <laughs> so all exciting stuff. This is the main event for the rest of the year. And let's face it, we haven't had too many main events at Bridge this year. Interprovincials is going to be it for 2020. Wellington region looking strong again. Is this the fourth year in the row oh they're going goodness. for the Dougal McLean? I think it is. I tell you. Uh, could that possibly happen? I'll tell you what, it's going to be the biggest test yet. I guess the things they've got going for them is they've won it three times in a row already. They're on their home track or home turf. Yep. That's got to be in their favour. They must be hot favourites to do it. They must be, yep. But the snag is this year things are a bit different in that nobody's been able to hold any trials. All the teams are selected. I guess you could argue that it's sort of one of the strongest years ever for the Interpeace. Impressive. Our team, we should be fine, Barry. You got your A game on? You got good hopes, good feelings going through that body of yours? Well, as long as nothing goes wrong between now and then and we have to replace me with whoever comes in off the street. I'll ring up my brother-in-law. He lives down there. He's in Washington F. He buys the listener every week and he pulls out the little bridge solutions for me. Does he play bridge? Nope, but he he works out the bridge (laughs) solutions for me. I'm sure he'd be sufficient substitute That would be terrific. He'll turn up there and say, now, which ones are the spades and... (laughs) How do you do this thing? How many cards do we get? That'd be terrific. You can give him a whack when he yells out, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, I was looking on the New Zealand Bridge website and I see the new Grandmasters are out. Did you make the list this year? Not this year. Not quite. quite. Goodness me, you know how many points I have. I've I've tipped over 70. 78 points. We're on a roll. So you only need 29 now to get to master. (laughs) That's right. Hey, congratulations to Ian Berrington from Akarana. He is the only gold grandmaster for 2020 so far. So Not much chance of any more new ones with a dearth of eight-point tournaments on this year. It's been tough. 
How's that for a feat? I was the only one in 2020 to become a gold grandmaster. Any new grandmasters on that list? Yep, Ant Hopkins from Auckland. He made it? He did. And Silver Grandmasters, Annette Henry from Wellington and Jane Lennon from Christchurch. Annette Henry from Wellington. She I wonder if thing? she could be available to substitute if we need her. Yeah. What do you think? Could be. She could do Waikato Bays. We could, you know, give her a cowbell or something and she'd be fine. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations to all those people. You know, it should mark these things, and it's been really hard to get anywhere in 2020, so those people have done well. I know that Anthony Hopkins travelled far and wide to get those last few points he needed. I wonder what his A's to K's were. (laughs) Well, I think it was B's to K's. He was needing B's at that stage. Oh, really? That's something that we can start again next year. I quite like that. I might be hitting the road next year. Blair and Liz Fisher went up to Whangarei and won the 8B on the weekend. They were away around Dargaville and that. I think Liz was shoe shopping. Well, Blair's on a couple of weeks' holiday. He is, so they got 10 B points or something up there. Oh, nice. Well, I wonder how that's going to get their roof painted and cleaned. I came up with that job when I heard that he was going to be on holiday. He ain't going to do that if he keeps tripping around like that. And, of course, the Thames Christmas tournament held over the weekend. Patrick Carter and Grant Jarvis got the ham. Yeah. And the main event was the 10A at Westport, which was booked out months ago. You couldn't get into it. And the winners this year were John and Jane Skipper. That's nice. Made the trek over from Christchurch, not for the first time. Did they get the ham? I don't know what the prizes were. I didn't get invited to the 10A at Westport. <laughs> Wonder what it is. I'm in the uh, you, could talk to your, you could talk to your friend Wayne Smith. Oh, yeah, no, Matt. We could have a look. You could ask him, did the winners of the 10A get a ham or did they just get money? Money or the handbag. I imagine it was probably money. Te Aumuta Christmas party this weekend. I'll be there. Who are you playing with? Barb. We're going off and having a look. And then we have the AGM at the Hamilton Bridge Club. Prize giving beforehand and then have a little session of bridge. And a nice little Chrissy dinner after that. Sounds like you've got a good weekend lined up. Yeah, that's why. Sorry, I couldn't be your chef demission. I'd already been booked up. Oh, Local tournaments are far more important. (laughs) Yeah, well, we could have done with some help down there, but anyway, hopefully those Wellington people will be hospitable. They will be. And following on from last week's conversation with Colin Carrier from New Plymouth, did you see the posters up? Yep, it's all official. The Plymouth International Taranaki Bridge Congress is a goer. I might not be able to make it, Barry. Don't tell me. Tell Colin. He'll never forgive you if you don't turn up at all. I know. I think you should at least show up for the peers and maybe the teams. We'll have to speak to my husband. We're on a road trip down to the South Island or down to Dunedin and we're doing some music concerts. Marlon Williams and Crowded House. and. But if you're doing a road trip, Mariana, Taranaki's roughly on the way. <laughs> yeah, tell Andrew that. I'll leave you to, to discuss that with him. <laughs> oh, look, he believes every word I tell him. Yeah, right. Hey, I've got a question for you. That's what I like. So partner opens and you've been a major and they've got three of your major. Should you be fitting or what? I would much prefer, and I do, if they show a major and I've got four, I will fit. But I don't fit with three. What are your thoughts? Well, every man and his dog would support with four. But the question is, should you support with three? Yeah. And that's a bit of a bone of contention. I know that I was speaking to Michael Courtney about this one day top player and he is absolutely firmly of the opinion I know that you should support with three you should always support with three so if you open a minor and partner bids a major you've got three of and a minimum hand should support to the two level now 
I don't together go along with that. In fact, I've, if I've got any other bid, I'll make it rather than support with three. To me, looking at hands, I can't actually see one where that has cost me at all. In fact, quite often it works out better if you actually just bid out your real shape. There's no right or wrong answer to this, Mariana. I guess you just have to agree with your partner. And you also have to be aware that partner might support with three. I mean, I may support with three. If you open and you've got, for example, three spades, four hearts and five diamonds and a singleton club, you open a diamond and partner bids a spade. I absolutely believe that two spades is the best three bid on your hand. Yeah. Well, that sort of thing where you've got a singleton somewhere and three card support and no easy rebid. I think that's a good time to support. I do support sometimes with three. Not all that often. But partner has to be aware that you might have done it to threes. So don't go leaping off the game with a four-card suit if you've got a balanced hand and you want to maybe suggest playing in no trumps might be better. Mm. Bit of a vexed question, if you like. Should you support with three? The answer is yes, when it's right. (laughs) Well, that's the problem. Like, when is it? Like, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Well, you should think about it. And I'll tell you another thing, a little secret here. If you're playing four-card majors and partner opens a major and you have a weak hand, six to nine points, with three-card support for partner's major, if you're balanced, you know, like really balanced, okay, a no-trump is fine. But if you're not that balanced, you've got three-card support and just one bid, it's not a bad idea to raise partner with three in that situation either. Even though you're playing four-card majors, most of the time they'll have five or they would have opened a no-trump or they would have opened a minor. A minor, yep. Yeah, I guess so, and pushes the opposition into the... Three level? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not, but maybe that's the best place. I mean, if partner's sitting there with a five-card heart suit, they open a heart and you bid a no-trump, and they've got some five-card suit, they're not going to re-bid it again. You've heard me tell you how perverted that is. Yeah. You might even stuck a no-trump when you should better in a major. So it's not really a matter of trying to stop the opposition. It's trying to get to the best contract. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even when partner hasn't he got four, it'll still play better in the 4-3 fit if you've got a singleton somewhere, playing in the Moisian fit, they call it. There's a book called that, isn't there? It actually is called The Moise, and the guy that it was named after, I think his name was, was it Sonny Moise? I can't remember his first name now, but anyway. But he loved playing in a 4-3 fit, so much so, named after him. Really? The Moisian fit. Hard case. What about when your partner opens? Let's say they open one heart, and I've got six to nine, three hearts, no four spades, and I bid one no trump. One heart, pass, one no trump by me, pass by the opposition, and pass by my partner. What do you reckon about that? Well, if partner's got a balanced hand, say they've got something like three spades, five hearts, three diamonds and two clubs, why wouldn't they pass? There doesn't seem any reason not to. You certainly don't have to have three hearts. You might not even have two hearts. And on a bad day, you might not even have one heart. So they can't just rebid their fight. I mean, if you had a hand with three spades, one heart, four diamonds and five clubs and seven points, all you can do over one heart is respond one no trump. I always say to people that responding one no trump doesn't guarantee a balanced hand. It doesn't guarantee anything much other than you can't bid anything else. It's what I call it. It's a cry in the wilderness. It says, partner, I've got a few points, but I don't have anything to bid. It's not promising heart support. So if... The opener has a balanced hand and a minimum. What are they to do but pass? And there you are, you've missed your five-three heart fit. So maybe that's why it's a good idea sometimes to respond by supporting partners major with only three when you have a weekend and six to nine. Well, I guess it can be a small point. It was weird because partner's hand goes down, they've got a singleton spade. And I was like, huh, well, you know I don't have four. So they've got an 
awful lot of Spain. We've got at least nine. We had a very good score from that. Didn't feel very good when I was playing it. I was a bit they smoke kept running coming off, out the ears. They kept running off all, all their spades, all these, all these did they? Spades. And of course, you know, they can make spades, but it's like... For the partnership, what should you be doing? Because I was smoky. It was a little bit hazy at our table on that particular end. I was like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? So obviously your partner had a second suit they could have bid over one no yes. trump. So what he's arguing, I guess, is if you're not vulnerable, that if he bids two diamonds or whatever his suit is, that they're going to come into the auction with spades and they're going to outbid you. Yeah, I really hope that was a thought process. <laughs> well, I guess that's what he's thinking, but I mean, Could do. Uh, and it's, but it's a bit of a big call because he knows that you've certainly got a good fit in one of the miners. Yep. And maybe you can make two, three, four, maybe even five of a miner if the fit's really good. Possibly. I mean, sometimes when you respond one no trump to one of a major, you could have a six card miner, but not enough points to bid it. By the way, guys, you do need somewhere approaching 10 points to bid a new suit at the two level. Even playing Akol, where you can maybe crib it by a point or so, you're going to have eight or nine. But if you've got six or seven points, there's no bidding that six-card minor because partner's going to get very excited when yeah. you show 10 points. True. Just going back to that, and it's not really about the bidding, but it's more about the hand evaluation. That's, I guess, is more to where I was trying to allude to, is that when partner denies four spades and you've only got one, there must be somewhere else. They haven't fitted in hearts. Can we just take that extra little step to think, I wonder what their hand actually looks like? Well, you could do that. But on the other hand, if the person who opened happens to be sitting there with three spades and they're ace-king-jack or something, or ace-queen-jack or even ace-king-queen, well, they're probably not too worried about spades. But when they've got a singleton... Sorry, the, the opener's got a singleton. Yeah, in that situation, I think it's a good idea to rebid, but it sounds like it worked out all right passing. It did. Of course, next minute, these two are having a conversation after the hand ends. It's like, why don't we do that? It's all about this hand evaluation, which is going to be one of my things for next year. One of my New Year's resolution is that I am going to think more about hand evaluation. What? Are you telling me you're going to think more and count more? I'm counting more. I definitely are doing that. <laughs> counting all those little snippets of A points that I get. So speaking of New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. listeners, what are your New Year's resolutions for Bridge in 2021? Oh. Send them in to at gmail.com. We'd love to read them out on air. You can be anonymous if you are a bit embarrassed about your resolution. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Question one. Okay, Julie, we've got a bit of a situation at the moment with the um, interprovincials coming up where one of the players can't play and we needed a sub. So that got me to thinking about your average club session or maybe even club championship pairs. How does that work? I mean, how many subs are you allowed in an event and how do you decide who you're allowed? Well, at club level, it's up to what the committee regulates and various committees have different ideas about what they do and what they don't do. The only thing I will give you is what we do in Auckland, which allows quite a fair bit of flexibility without causing problems with the competition, at least. We have a rule that a six-night event that you're allowed to miss one night and you can have a sub. For a four-night event, you can have one sub. After that, you're allowed one sub and generally six weeks you can miss a night and your best five out of six scores count or something like that. Now... 
if you are playing with somebody regularly, you will have a very good partnership, and in general, you will do well. When you have to bring in somebody else to play, the chances are that you won't do so well. But we do want to be a bit cautious about what we do. So the rule is that you're not allowed a substitute that will significantly improve the partnership. There's sort of a perception matter, but for example, you can have somebody who's quite good come and play with you, but that wouldn't necessarily improve the partnership if you're playing with your regular partner and you've never played with this person before. The other thing that's really important is that you notify the director or whomever will get permission that you're having a sub and that you do this before play starts on the night. You can't suddenly decide, oh, I did 62, 63 with this person, I want that to count, right? Whereas you weren't going to have it count previously. There's a few things about regulations around substitution at clubs that are important to keep everyone happy. It seems a bit strange, there are some I have been told, where you can't have substitutes, which means people just can't come along and play, and you may well be losing table money because people won't play the event because they know they'll be away for a part of it. When they can't play, they don't play anymore because they know they can't finish playing it. All sorts of things that probably don't help us tremendously in these times at a club. So having a bit of flexibility and being able to bring in people to play and club members in general are the only people that qualify as substitutions, then that helps us play and have fun. In general, most clubs want people to play. And, and, and Absolutely. And so be, having things that allow flexibility, a six-week or longer event does cause problems for most people at some point with illness or family things or whatever that happen in the course of a year. Every now and then something's going to catch us out. And if you miss a night with your best five or six, if you can play the whole event, obviously you get a better chance of doing better if your best five or six scores count. So we encourage people to play every night because they get to drop their worst score if they play every session. Tournaments are completely different. They're strongly regulated so that people have to be able to meet the criteria of what the event is. Many years ago, I subbed in a seniors event and with somebody that I'd never ever played with before and we actually did okay and that was a problem but it was only for one session and their partner had got unexpectedly ill and it was the best that could be done so there's a whole raft of regulation around subbing in a tournament that says that you must be within the criteria otherwise your scores can't count so the problem with your um, seniors one is you were too young at the time presumably thank you, you. you I still am well I'm not now young. but I was last year right <laughs> I was too young so, last year. I was young. Okay, so you. you and actually, I think even now I'm still too young for what the criteria were at the time. You know, emphasise it. So, so what happened? So what happened? So you played the session. You scored whatever you scored. And yeah, that counted because of substitution rules at the time. There must be occasions like, like even at the club, if somebody's Mariana's playing in the Westport Championship pairs and she gets taken ill and yeah. um, they've got a choice between using the tea lady or Michael Ware happens to be walking down the main street of Westport enjoying the nightlife. There's the thing, you see. You don't want to significantly improve the partnership. Yep. So I won't say who might not qualify here, but I'm sure we can all guess. Yeah. <laughs>
So we'd have to go with the tea lady, is what I'm guessing, even though she only plays mahjong on a Friday. And well, you know, the tea the, bag the best that you can. By any chance you've got a rule where you can drop a session, then now you don't need to find a substitute. Michael can come and sit down and play with Mariana. They can have a good night, but the score won't count. Okay. Right. So oh. depending on what your rules, what your club rules are for your championship events, and I know in Christchurch we had a championship event that ran pretty much all the way through the year, so it was quite substantial length. Quite a few clubs do have these things where once a month or more often they have an event that runs through the year. So the longer the event, clearly, the more flexible you want to be. But you still want to have that core thing. A playing with B is the reason that they won the event. The lesson here is if you're going to have a substitute, you really want to organise it well ahead of time. Obviously, there could be an emergency or something, but failing that, you try to have it organised so that the substitute is comparable or whatever the word is you want to use. Comparable. Yeah, we had an English lesson from Patrick. We had an English lesson from Patrick last week (laughs) who didn't know whether it was comparable or comparable. And I didn't care. (laughs) Every now and then we get fixated on what we want the end result to be. And every now and then someone will have a sub where they do spectacularly well, where they didn't know they were going to do well at the beginning of the night. They may well have thought they would do appallingly, as would everybody else. But they've just had this, you know, one night where things, the honeymoon where yep. trying their best and they just do really well and they score above expectation and it sort of upsets the apple cart. We have lots of things where we try, we see something that we think was wrong that we want to fix, but the way that we fix it might cost us more in the long run than we perhaps figure it does. Okay, and one of the things I would suggest here is having people along and playing. I want to give you a situation. It was at a tournament, actually, many years ago, and I was playing with somebody at the tournament in Dargaville, a long way away. There was a chemical spill on the motorway. We missed the first two boards. They got the tea ladies to play for us for just two boards. If it's a short sort of period like that, is that something you would tend to... Well, you do have the option of providing adjusted scores of 60% or 40% or things like that. Well, so it depends on what the situation is. For example, if you have someone who is forever late to an event, mm. you might be less compromising or understanding than something where people have been held up by a car accident. So that you adjust the boards accordingly when they arrive. That's not their fault, 60-60 or something along those lines. There are some criteria around the way we give 60% boards and how many people are involved and things like that that we might want to consider. We can also have those boards not counted for you, like a phantom, and work on the remainder of the score. But in general, you do have things you can do. Tea ladies aren't the only answer. No, but we like our tea ladies because everyone gets to play. (laughs) And in general, 90% of the time, the problem with people arriving late is not that there's been a major problem on the road. It's that they haven't left early enough and they are arriving late. Mm, We always have things. I mean, Hamilton was your Labor weekend. Quite often on the Sunday coming down, we've started later because the Aucklanders have been held up because of a major round Mary Mary or somewhere like that. We're very understanding in Hamilton about Aucklanders arriving late because we're like that aren't we Mariana yes of course we are we don't mind we're as flexible as anything with your problem with the interprovincials I know normally when we've got 
peers that are selected to represent, we normally have reserved peers. But finding that, you've just got to do the best that you can by ringing around and trying to find people. Okay, I did hear that a few years ago, Central Districts had to have a replacement, and there was an Otago Bridge Club this particular year, and one of the Otago players filled in. And yes, I well, think, that's the thing yeah. with the interprovincials being four-person teams only. And what happened? Uh, it didn't count? It, they were just making the numbers up? I don't count. We had it when it was held in Auckland when I was directing that somebody was unwell and the Waikato team managed to juggle it quite nicely by moving some of the people around to make up the numbers and the chef de mission filled in at a level that was appropriate. So I think we were able to just move the people around a wee bit without getting someone from Auckland to substitute because with only four-person teams, your chef de mission doesn't normally qualify to play in every single grade of the event. So there's always a problem if somebody is sick somewhere along the line. Well, OK, this year our chef de mission does qualify for everything except the intermediate, but now yeah. she's playing already. So I guess Waikato Bays have got themselves into a situation where if People something happens to somebody... And just keep yeah. fingers crossed no one else... Yeah, that's exactly yeah. But if they do, I'm sure Wellington will be really happy. And I'm sure that the people that come in really do do their best. Absolutely. They'd probably quite like to get their name on the trophy playing for another yeah, province. I, I really... I think despite the... Gee whiz, we've got someone from Wellington representing Waikato. You never know, they might fail. They might, you know, significantly improve the team. Not that I'd say that about Waikato. I think you just did. <laughs> 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 okay, please send the abusive emails in care of Bridge Zone to Judge Julie. <laughs> All you Waikato players. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true. Okay. Okay. And you Needs can watch must... out. Keep your fingers crossed for Waikato Bays at the Interpees. Oh, absolutely. Save us some him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Julie. Hey, look, you know this... Um, regrading of open down to intermediate so we've just had some chats at the table around the people that are going from open down to intermediates and our aged adults that are open that will be making the slide they're talking about playing more tournaments and that's exactly what the move was meant to do that's great so there's 700 of them i'm sure you haven't spoken to all of them yet no. but 700 people going down Pretty good. Nigella's going to be playing more tournaments. I think it's good. I guess there's always a downside to these things, and perhaps it is that the people that are just out of juniors, intermediates, are now going to have to play against people that have been previously um, open. Yep. Hopefully that's not too big a problem. We'll see. Should be interesting. So does that mean that the club may actually hold more intermediate tournaments? I know that at the Hamilton Club, yep. we have in the past struggled to fill the intermediate tournaments that we've had. So I think we'll just be grateful and hoping that people are actually going to support them now. I, I don't good. imagine there'll be too many more intermediate tournaments unless there's a call for them. If all of a sudden there's an avalanche of people wanting to play intermediate tournaments, it's just supply and demand, Mariana. It's a bit like the property market. <laughs> if there's a demand for them, yep. most clubs will run them. Hey, the other thing is that I'm going to flick another email to Andrew Robson, see what's happening over his neck of the woods with this blimmin' pandemic. Be terrible. Well, he might have something interesting to say. Don't think he'll be coming over to play in our intermediate tournaments, though. I wonder if he could get clearance to come to the Plymouth International Taranaki Congress. Imagine that. I don't think there'd be much chance <laughs> of that. It looks like there's going to be no... Trans-Tasman bubble. No, we certainly won't be right. getting people from the UK and the States. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for us. Thank you very much for listening. 
our best goes out to everybody that's playing in the IPs. Travel safe. Hey, and for all of our listeners, if you are keen, there are going to be some matches on ViewGraph. So you'll oh, be able, really? Yeah, so you'll be able to watch people from your province playing on there. If you go into NZ Bridge, there's a link there and it tells you who's going to be on BBO and what provinces and all that sort of stuff. Oh, nice. So, yeah. You know, you got a few minutes to spare, you can have a look. It's always much easier when you're sitting back looking there thinking, well, they should bid this or they should do that. Why don't they play that? Duck, duck, hold up, hold up. Yeah, don't <laughs> duck, don't hold up. <laughs> Double, give, yeah, quick. Yeah, give partner a rap. Oh, it's easy when you can see all the hands. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, people, take care and we shall catch you next week. Bye for now. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.